Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today's episode is another repeat of a Wonderland Wednesday episode from 2018, but this one is pretty extended. When I originally made this episode, I was really trying to make sure we talked about everything in order, but we were kind of all over the place in our conversation. And when I edited it back in 2018, I chopped it up and tried my hardest to put all the scenes that we were talking about in the order that they happened in the movie, and I really shouldn't have cared. We were all over the place because we couldn't remember which scenes happened in which order, because this version is rather off when it comes to the story in more ways than one. And in this new edit, I'm not bothering with making sure it's in any narrative order. You're getting our full conversation, rabbit trails and all, plus at least 10 more minutes of show than before. This is why I like doing podcasts so much more than I like making YouTube videos. And I guess I didn't actually say it. In this episode, we're talking about the 2003 version of Alice Through the Looking Glass, which is a very different take on Through the Looking Glass. Hey everyone, welcome back to Wonderland Wednesday. Today we're going to be talking about a 2003 French animated version. And this one was... I don't know. I didn't... This one was different. I just realized something. If it was 2003, then that Alice was pretty much my age. Okay. I would have turned 12 in December of 2003. I don't know how relevant that is. <laughs> Probably not that relevant, but sort of interesting, I guess. But basically, that's just weird. Because if you think about <laughs> it, like this cartoon being adolescent the same time that I'm adolescent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Uh, okay, so he wanted to watch this version with me because he started to watch it and he thought it was dumb, and then he wanted to see me talk about how dumb it was, so <laughs> we're here to do that. Yeah, and I, did you agree? Did you think it was dumb? Um, we watched worse. <laughs> That's true. It just, I guess the thing that stood out to me the most was the beginning, because... I didn't watch very far, and Alice was already a weird tween who was getting all angsty about her parents getting a divorce. <laughs> and I was like, this is so weird and different. I think I, I should hear Sarah rant about this. I didn't think that she was a weird tween. I thought that her laugh was a little bit... <laughs> icky. <laughs> But they have her, you know, posing in front of the mirror and doing all of these little faces or reactions. And it's like, well, that's awkward that you just included the stupid things that people do in front of mirrors when nobody's looking or they hope that no one is looking. The whole divorce angle is just a bummer that's not supposed to be in the story. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, yeah, that is so of the times. But then if you think back... Back then, you probably had a lot of people who were unhappy in their marriages. They just stayed married anyway. So <laughs> that could have been a source of angst for children. That would have been a source of angst for children back then as well. But Children that, always have angst sources. It's just now we hyperanalyze it. We have to have, yeah, okay. I should maybe not even get into that. 
by the time you're 10, you can have all kinds of disorders, probably. <laughs> that the children in the 1800s didn't even know they had. Because they had to go out and earn a living. They didn't have time for disorders. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, this really isn't... I was expecting kind of an... Alice in Wonderland, but this really is through the looking glass, just an incredibly warped version of it. Now, one of the things that kept popping into my mind as we were watching this is, oh, the concept of it can seem like Alice gets lost in translation from the British to a different culture. But the French don't have this excuse because the 1949 French version is one of the best that I've ever seen. And one of the most humorous. It, it, it just had mm -hmm. layers. And this one, maybe they didn't... I think the biggest problem with it was they were trying to dumb it down for kids. I think that's really the biggest issue. And trying to speed it up, like cram so much in. Maybe, but really they took the story and wanted to make it into a journey of self-discovery and acceptance instead of the weird humor that That's we love. Too. It's about her... The adults in this story are really lame because her father is cast as the idiot father who is divorcing her mother and marrying a Cruella de Vil type woman. And the mother wants to pressure her to be like, I don't know, a beauty queen or something. Something like that. Like, like her mother wanted to be this way when she was younger and now she wants her to be this way. And the mother just is maybe a little bit flaky but kind-hearted and then the stepmother of course is just kind of pushy and evil but not totally evil just kind of a jerk and then that translates over into the looking glass world where the stepmother is the red queen the mother's the white queen the father is the white knight and who is the red king I don't even know. Some guy on the ground sleeping. <laughs> they do include the talking flowers, but it's not that exciting. And then the walkway, instead of getting straight to the chess pieces, you have this walkway that looks like floating ribbons. Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of bizarre. It's not in the book. Just know that. And eventually she does meet up with the Red Queen, who is nicer in the book. Yeah. But they were trying to make a point that this was a jerk stepmother. Yeah, they they changed I think they changed the attitudes of the characters just slightly, but the Red Queen was the worst changed. Changed for the worst. They just had all kinds of things that weren't in the book. They did go to the chessboard thing and she ended up on the train, and then the style inside of the train was actually pretty close to the book, but the characters didn't stay true to the book. You didn't have the scene with the insects. You, you didn't have the thing where the train just sort of disappears. She sort of gets kicked. Well, she, she sort of kicks herself off of the train. She wants off of the train. 
and you have these chess pieces that seem like a couple of cats fighting or something, which is not in the book. And Tweedledum and Tweedledee all of a sudden are repeat and repeat in swimming outfits out in a boat in a pond. Well, they're very obnoxious. Yeah. And Not that Tweedledum and Tweedledee aren't obnoxious, but I don't know. Something about Pete and repeat seemed more obnoxious than Tweedledum and Tweedledee to me. And one of the things that I picked up on that he didn't click with him right away is when the Red Knight comes along, he is basically the pop star on the poster on her wall, and he says that he has captured her, and then the White Knight comes along, who is her father, chases That's him That's why off. he had a guitar. I didn't, I was trying to figure out why does the, the Red Knight have a guitar strapped to his back? I didn't, I didn't actually notice that. I just knew that it was supposed to be that guy capturing her heart, basically. And the father comes along and says, you shouldn't be captured so easily. And... The father should take his own advice. Oh, my stars. Yeah, how about that? Stay with the kind-hearted dits instead of the, the evil temptress. I, I don't... What? Help. Anyway... They kept the goofiness of the White Knight, but the way they did it just seemed to cement her father as a kind-hearted idiot, and I do not appreciate that. Her parents need to be adults. Um, as he's leaving, you know, he's saying that she'll always be his little princess or something, which is cliché. Actually, my father has never said that to me. And I know my father loves me, and, and, and you know, that's okay. I don't need him to tell me that I'll always be his little princess. <laughs> Actually, the, yeah, they named me Sarah. That means princess, so I'll always be <laughs> his average height princess. <laughs> Slightly above average height princess. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> blooper reel. So we're already starting for 2018. So... She does the little hanky wave thing, and she's way more of an adult than her father, which is sad, because she's 12. And after that, is it her mother that she runs into? Where does the mother come into this? Or was the mother before all this? I think the mother was before this. Okay, well, when she runs into her mother, her mother's trying to get her to dress differently, and she means well, and they have the part with the pin and how... They remember things differently in this place, but it's it's abbreviated, and I mean, she wasn't creepy like that Italian woman sucking on her thumb, so bonus, but it wasn't well done. And as she's leaving, her mother turns into a sheep, but you have to wonder what the point is. Why even include it? Yeah, because it wasn't... It wasn't like she turned into a sheep, which led into the scene with the sheep. She just turned into a sheep as Alice was leaving, and, and she that was, was it. she was using yarn from her cardigan to knit. Yeah, which was also weird because what's the what is the point? I don't get it. <laughs> there was a lot of things in here that we could ask. What's the point of? And she runs into this fog that the Red Queen warned about, and it's like she's hearing the voices of all. 
the past scenes, the past people that she's run into. She works her way past that. She does, it's like they have her climb Humpty Dumpty's wall, but it's rather treacherous, treacherous. It's rather treacherous. It's dangerous. <laughs> she doesn't have any problem getting up there, but for some reason they made it difficult looking. Yeah. Like, don't try this at home, kids, looking without proper equipment and training. And Humpty Dumpty, I thought, was just kind of like a weird, slightly evil alien. <laughs> with He was very different looking than most other Humpty Dumpties. He had sort of, I don't know, something like cross between a spider leg and a bird leg for his arms and legs. Basically, if you had a, if you just drew stick arms with little yeah. pointy things on the end, it was not complicated animation. And... Humpty is supposed to be grumpy, but he just came off. He was this big, like, way bigger than Alice, and just sort of this menacing figure rocking in towards her with his little frowny eyes, and I didn't like him. He was, at some points he seemed so big that if you have megalophobia, you might get triggered. Well, and you're like... He's while he's rolling in towards us, like, is she gonna nearly have an accident here when he falls off? She decides that she's had enough of this conversation and leaves. And really, you don't get the wit. Yeah. It's not funny. There was nothing witty about the scene at the, all. The book is supposed that that scene in the book is supposed to be humorous. If you see it where it isn't, they've done it wrong. And she leaves, and you don't have. You don't hear him fall off the wall, do you? I was waiting for that, and it never happened. You don't have the lion and the unicorn. You don't have... Well, at some point, you do have a unicorn, because... Oh, right! There was a little exchange where the unicorn says that he'll believe in her. If, or Actually, the unicorn's a girl, wasn't it? Yes. Girl! <laughs> she'll believe in her if she'll believe... They should believe in each other, basically. And the unicorn has a blonde mane and blue eyes and gold horn. And it was a stereotypical, like, fairy princess-style unicorn. You see the look on my face. Just... <laughs> it was, what on earth? If you didn't know that there was a unicorn in the book, then it would be a very random scene. I mean, I... it's already a random scene, but it just... I never even thought of that. I didn't get it. I didn't know what the point of the unicorn was. I think initially when I saw it, maybe I thought it was going to replace the White Knight. But, no. I don't know. It was just random. And she makes her way down off of this hazardous wall. And makes her way up to, like, another point. Like, she she's going up sort of these higher blocks and then one makes her rise up this whole thing seemed like something out of a video game it seemed very video gaming inspired he would know way better than i would and she basically turns into her queen attire with this obnoxious sort of bustle in the back and the queens show up and her mother's very supportive and the red queen's kind of a jerk and they have their own logic about how things are supposed to be working, which is semi-accurate. This scene is semi-accurate to the book, but not 
which is what, basically what you could say about most any scene in this. Semi-accurate to the book, but not really. <laughs> yeah. And somewhere in there she's supposed to, they, they don't go to the castle for her party. It's like a picnic on a hill with these big, like a tent-like thing. And then everybody who she saw earlier in the story shows up. Even people who I don't think were there in the book. Humpty Dumpty was there, for Pete's sake. Or for Alice's sake. <laughs> but... For repeat's sake. <laughs> <laughs> for repeat's sake. Oh yeah, and the repeats were there. Everybody was there, whether they should be or not. Whether they were actually in the book or not. Probably, yeah. The Red Knight, who was saying that she was his prisoner still and what <laughs> and um somewhere in there she just she didn't like this wasn't her idea of being queen and she didn't like the way she looked and we the alice that she had seen in the mirror frolicking away which apparently she's trying to catch throughout this whole thing this version of herself that she likes better which i suppose is like metaphorical because at the beginning she's talking about how she just wants to like being herself. Am I saying that right? Something like that. Just be yourself, kids, or not if you're a psych. Well um, after after the in the beginning, after the whole thing about remembering her father and his new girlfriend and her mother She's looking in the mirror and she sees her reflection become its own person and she chases it through the mirror, setting off this whole thing. Like, the the reflection is not there again until the end. She's just... But that, you, that's but, her catalyst she, for getting in. But she is looking for herself and wanting to be this queen. And then once she becomes this queen, she decides she doesn't like being this queen. She sees her the self that she was the version of herself that she was chasing run off the the way we're saying this makes it sound deeper than it actually looks when you're watching it yeah so she chases after herself and she ends up back in the looking glass room and she's happy with herself she goes through the mirror back into her old room and one thing that we, that is slightly interesting about this version is the cartoon architecture which points to France, like the stairway. I would assume maybe like a French country house or something. So that's kind of interesting. Or just watch a French program that's not this. So in the end, her parents are still divorced. She's still a 12-year-old in her room, surrounded by these things that point to the story that point to the story like the poster, the Pete and repeat dolls are on a chair. No, the guy even noticed them. Yeah. In the end, they pan over them and Humpty Dumpty is like a toy on her bed that she was cuddling at the beginning and he's still there at the end. He was so cuddly, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, she maybe she burned that toy. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so like other versions, you have things in the real world that get incorporated into the story, but I don't recommend this version. I, I would say I wouldn't recommend it either, but there were some things that I did kind of like about it. Um, Do tell. But they're all cosmetic. <laughs> I did like some of the character design and the animation was decent. It reminded me of like a PBS cartoon from right. from that era. Right, and I, I don't have a problem with the animation style. Not that I liked the way every character was styled. I, I liked how a lot of it looked. I did like... The architecture was good. I liked the design of a lot of parts of the world. I kind of liked the Humpty Dumpty's wall. It was very different. It would have been more acceptable if they had been staying truer to the book. Yeah. But, yeah, everything that I liked about it was all cosmetic, and it isn't worth watching just for these cosmetic things. No, it's not. If you're interested in French culture, say that you know in these other reviews, I'll say, well, if you like this, then maybe you'll appreciate this. If you like French things, don't bother. There are a lot of other French things out there to watch. And I guess if you're obsessed with animation from the early 2000s, watch Dragon Tales. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was so magical when I was little those little shiny stone scale things in the river I, I don't know I barely remember any of it you probably watched more than I did uh, <laughs> yeah um, and they're still making Arthur I don't even know what the, what direction they've taken that show at this point probably on the fifth voice actor for Arthur <laughs> Probably and what about anything. DW? <laughs> I don't know. We don't even, we don't need to know. We're rabbit trailing. Yeah. We're the, aardvark the... trailing. <laughs> How fast does an aardvark travel? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there really isn't much of anything to recommend. They took, they, they made... They gave it kind of a bummer angle, and they warped the story, and the her her voice, her English dub, I didn't care for yeah, as much. Yeah, they didn't pick a very good voice actress. No. I don't know who you are, sorry, but... I was going to say, too, at the very end, when she's... when she finally goes through the mirror... Literally, the only thing that happens is she gets out of the mirror, she says something like, oh, I'm myself again, and the credits begin to roll. It was a very abrupt ending. They could have... They could have done more with that. They could have, like, had her parents get back together. I kind of thought they were going to have some sort of resolution with her parents, but they completely skipped over that. But in the end, it's just accepting herself and her life or... It was just very cliched. <laughs> the whole thing well, was just a whole bunch they of need cliches. Like, there's enough of that in real life. They could have made it magical and had things work out and have open, honest communication and recognition that the stepmother is a good creep. And 
they could have done so much more, but maybe they wanted to help kids accept their hard lot. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I don't think there was a whole lot in this that was very helpful for children of divorce. <laughs> you, <laughs> you got terrible family problems. Just accept yourself. Just love yourself. Yeah, I don't know what their message was that they. Were <laughs> Isn't that sad? After nearly a half hour, what was the point? Yeah. Just, just love yourself. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Alice isn't supposed to have a point anyways. It's just supposed to be witty ridiculousness. Yeah, like taking things that would have been well known at the time and making them silly like we do now because we get the reference and that's one of the things with Alice is back in the day they would have understood the reference and it's funnier. And when you delve into Alice, it's you need to try and understand what the original reference is. I mean, if you really want the experience, you need to try and delve into what the original references were so that you can get the joke. It's history and nonsense. Yeah. There you go. This wasn't it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Come along and pass through the looking glass into Wonderland.